Hey, so I'm back with another amazing gal who is going to share with you her heart and her story and our connectivity point above all the things, because there's a lot, is definitely that we are creatives. If you know me and anything that I've done thus far in cultivating women to pursue their passions, ultimately that process is about developing their creative nature, which God has purposely gifted each of us since birth to be creative. And so what is it that makes you unique? What is your fingerprint on the earth? What is it that just highlights and illuminates who you are within on the outside? And our girl, Amy Harris, who's on here today is, oh my gosh, a creative in so many different ways. She's a musician. She's an artist. She is a writer. Um, she's a mama. She's a worshiper. She is uh, a songwriter. Uh, the list goes on. So I am so excited for you guys to connect with her, just hear her heart, and hopefully through that, learn a bit more about me too, because there's so many overlap points um, in walking this thing out alongside other people, not feeling alone in our journeys, because oftentimes when we feel called into something, it can feel cumbersome in some sense, because we do feel that sense of loneliness. So here is a place for us to establish community and for us to cheer one another on and really celebrate what it is that God is doing in each of our lives. So thanks so much. Enjoy. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlane Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. All right, y'all. We are here in studio with Amy Harris, and I'm so excited. We were just reminiscing over our JMU days, so Duke Dogs all the way. Yes. We're so pumped about that, just affiliation and knowing that already, even without Jesus, though he is number one, yes. we're already sisters because we rocked <laughs> purple and gold for four years and five yes. because she was in the master's program, but there's so much more to you than that and JMU and all of that, so I'm excited to see yeah. like the parallel of how something that was implanted into you at that time. Mm -hmm. has now come to fruition yes. and that's part of my story too so I'm excited for us to oh, kind of yes. share and get to know one another in that way yeah. um, I feel like I'm staring at your mic yeah, you just tell me things. you probably know more about them than I, I do, do. No, I don't. <laughs> so Amy 
careers, so many titles we all do these days, it feels like, but ultimately uh, just a sister and a daughter of the King, but really uh, why I um, know her and how we got affiliated was through Adora Fest last year, yeah. um, which was uh, you know something the poor creatives girls were deciding mm -hmm. to put on in parallel um, with Safe House and to support yeah. of, and you came on as the worship artist for the event. Mm -hmm. And so I was like just pumped because I love music, I mean, <laughs> anything music oriented. But now I just learned that you are also a violin player. Yes. Do you ever bring that up on stage these days? I don't do that often. Most of what I do now with violin is studio work okay. and playing at weddings still. That's cool. Yeah. So do you put, do you ever overlay onto your music, your tracks with your own violin work? If, if I can, if I can make it happen. Okay. So with Lindsay and I and The Hope Within, yeah. we only have one song right now, which is so proud of. I don't want to say yeah. only one song. Of course. So proud of that one song yeah, right yeah. now that we've recorded. I didn't do any live streams on that part. But it's cool because um, our music producer, Stuart McLeod, yeah. he is amazing. And we were able to really kind of construct this like almost orchestral sound in the background of it. Awesome. So even though it wasn't live streams, sure. I was totally you loved I was it. totally fine yeah. with like creating it in that way. Cool. You know, even though it was on the keyboard. Cool. That's so yeah. awesome. So I'm so glad you're here. I don't even know where to start. That was just like a segue because I have to get an answer to that. I was a yellow card fan back in the day. Oh my gosh. And they yes. had a fiddler. Yes. Right? And I just I went so to good. like eight yellow card concerts. That was like my jam. That's and I would just love the breakout of the fiddle because yes. it was so different and it wasn't in like mainstream music yes and so anytime there's a string instrument besides obviously guitar or something yeah it's just beautiful yes so I'm excited I love that. I love you even more yeah too <laughs> I love yellow card you're right like that yes. that solo in Ocean Avenue is, I can just it's iconic I think that made every like violin player and anybody exactly yeah. exactly we're like right? we're cool that's hilarious we're cool you know, that's, that's awesome. so good. I don't even know if they still like make music. I probably haven't listened to them since like 2009, maybe. Yeah, it's been a long time. Too funny, too funny. It's been a well, long time. let's jump in. I want to learn like more about you, like where you came from. I don't even know if you were born and raised here. Okay, okay so just like, yeah. let's start. Let's okay, go. so born and raised in Chesapeake, Virginia. All right. Yes! A product of the local public schools <laughs> there, but I'm super thankful because that's actually where my music started. So I did like fifth grade strings program, cool, and then just kept playing and yeah. went to Joth Middle School, went to Western Branch High School, okay, graduated from there. And I was blessed with like my class, we had such talented people that were in the orchestra. Cool. So, like I said, like, or to me, orchestra did not have this stigma of like. These like orc dorks, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, even though I totally was one, like, and I did not lie about practicing. Yeah, I was always like the kid. I would come home from school and I swam and I did a bunch of other stuff. But yeah. I loved to play music. That's I just so loved cool. it, and yeah. I love playing my violin. I still think it's my best instrument, just because I've played it for. 18 years now. Wow. Just so long. Crazy to think. Oh my God. Half my life. <laughs> That's so cool. It's so long. So yeah, so fifth grade and just my schooling here, amazing, starting the violin, yeah. and then that kind of brought upon other instruments that I play, um, but always have been this kind of, you definitely like this creative person. Yeah. Um, my mom and dad could definitely attest to that. I'm a middle child. Oh, me too. Yes. <laughs> middle child. And so I feel like 
just even from a very young age I love to draw, I love to write, I love to write my journal, I love to make stories. I was never one of those kids in school that like was like, oh, whenever we had to write. Yeah. You know, I was taught. always just like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and so for a long time though, like the outlet was me just journaling and okay. writing down my thoughts, writing yeah. down my feelings. Um, I've been a believer my entire life. Wow. I got baptized when I was 11. Yes. My mom and dad are believers and have always been in one way or another, leaders in our church. Okay, amazing. And so got involved with worship because my dad was on the worship team. Mm -hmm. And when I was 13, that's when I learned how to play guitar because he was kind of like, hey, Aim, let's learn how to play guitar so that you can help me sure. on Sunday mornings. Yeah. And so I did, and I was terrified. Ah. Um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So yeah. I didn't like guitar, like violin and piano were similar because of just – I don't know why, it just made more sense in my brain. Okay, interesting. Um, guitar was just, I don't know, it was, just, it was yeah. challenging to me, especially um, back then, like, we played way more hymns and things okay. like that. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, sure, so that was... Lots of chord changes, yes. lots of, like, <laughs> just, like, and I'm, like I said, I like to do everything perfectly. So, yeah, I got involved in worship when I was 13, and that, that kind of started that path that I've been on since. I mean, I've been involved in worship, yeah. in worship leading, literally since then. So Anywhere cool. that I've ever been at so any cool. church. Um, yeah. And so that's really special too, that's just to amazing. always have that kind of time with my dad. Yeah. And to kind of really credit him and my mom sure, to sure. just supporting you. Their yeah. support. Yeah. So amazing. It's amazing. I don't know. I mean, the only thing that I ever really connected with my dad, I mean, we connect on many levels, but the thing that was kind of our thing was him driving me to and from gymnastics. Oh, and like he would stop off at 7-Eleven and I would get a Hershey bar, like a full-size yeah. Hershey bar. <laughs> and that was like totally outside of our norm of like we never had candy in the household. Yeah. Like that was oh. like his way of being like, I'm going to treat you to something. Yeah. And we had a 30-minute drive to Chesapeake, which just seemed yes. like eternal. <laughs> it still feels yeah. eternal, honestly. <laughs> but we would take the back roads, like past Butt Station. And I just remember yeah. chewing on my... Hershey bar and like that was our time together and so um, I think it's really special now understanding like the love of our our Heavenly Father like where the huge value comes into play with your earthly dad to comprehend yes. that yes. relationship and so what an amazing way to say yeah. that you did it through like worship I mean heavens yeah. that's amazing it's just really yeah. beautiful. I didn't come from a family that went to um church like my whole life we went like sporadically okay. um yeah. and so it's def it was definitely a variation from what you experienced mm -hmm. but um I I still I'm such a daddy's girl I've always been yeah. daddy's girl so yeah. I think that there's there's that innate love that we have for one another yeah. but now we don't spend as much time together which I wish that we did but oh, I think yeah. it's just life and yeah being different on different pages right now with being little kids so yeah you have that as well your dad's still local your parents still local. yes my parents okay. actually live like five minutes from me awesome. right now <laughs> <So> <laughs> and we do family dinner every Sunday night yeah. so like my sister and her awesome. husband and her kids come over and my brother's there yes. and my aunt comes like we have we have this like tribe of of, of the it's like the Henderson clan that's my main name I and that's that. like I feel like that's always where we're rolling like yeah. it's always those like Together. 13 people <laughs> but I'm awesome. so thankful I know yeah. I value that especially as I've grown up yeah. a little more yeah um I value my family so much yeah. and just 
the support that they offer. You That's know, and it, I love yeah. that you connected it to the Heavenly Father. Like I always thank my dad. Like I'm so glad that yeah. God chose you as my earth. Yeah, yeah. Like because so oh, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. have gotten any better. Yeah. He's That's amazing. really amazing. So yeah. you're loving music. That's mm-hmm. definitely a part of your storyline. Yes. Tell them because you shared with me briefly, but like the whole experience of like getting into JNU because that's going to be a part of the conversation for sure. It can't not be. Yes. Um, like, yeah, share. That yeah, was so, so cool. And that, how the music part played a role in that. Yes. Um, so I wanted to go to JNU like literally since I was in middle school. Yeah. Um, I used to go to their spring stream thing camps yeah. and play violin there. We got to stay in the dorm and eat at the dining room halls and I just <laughs> thought it was the coolest place in the world. Yeah. And so really since middle school I was like, Mom, I'm going to JNU. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm going. And then when I really solidified that I wanted to be a teacher, I wanted to be a lot of things. I just wanted to be a lot of things. But yeah. I knew that I love being around kids. Um, I was a swim coach yeah. in high school, and I just loved I loved kids. And yeah. I was like, okay, I think it'd be so cool. if I, And I love children's books. Yes. I always have been obsessed with children's books. And so I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to like teach and work with elementary kids. And I kind of felt like that was... The dream at the time. Yeah. That was the God given dream yeah. when I was in high school. Sure. And so JMU was like the plan. Yeah. Gonna go. And I applied for early admissions and I got waitlisted. Yeah. And so I was like discouraged, but I was like, it's fine. We saw regular admissions, you know, whatever. Um, and I had good grades and I was involved in a lot. I was involved in leadership roles. My church stuff, like I feel like on paper I looked yeah. good, but my SAT scores weren't okay. the best. <laughs> Okay, like, where's the loophole? Sorry, Mom. <laughs> it's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating because, like, I did the best on the writing portion of the SAT, and that's, like, the part they don't count. Right, right. <laughs> At least that time. Hey, now so it matters. <laughs> um, Luckily, we don't have to still put that on our resume. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm so glad. But I actually, so, and I had also applied to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Because that was a school that I could see myself going to if JMU wasn't an option. Yeah. I knew that I wanted to go away from home. I knew I wanted to just be away. Um, you know what? My essay was the reason I got the tech. Oh, I wrote an essay about go. how my success won't be defined by my SAT scores. I love <laughs> That's so that was, that was a good move by me. I got into tech. And I was, like, baffled because yeah. just number-wise, right. it was more difficult to get into. Right. And I was like, how am I, how did I get into tech and not get into Jamie? Yeah. And so um, regular admissions comes to pass, and I got waitlisted again. And I was gutted. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to tech. Yeah. Like, and I just yeah. accepted this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to tech. We're sending in our deposit. You know, this is what we're doing. And then a couple weeks later, I get... A phone call from JMU telling me that I they were offering me a place and my connection um, with their music program and just with some of the people in there I think is what helped yeah sure and so I remember being such in such turmoil like 17 year old girl like just <laughs> like oh my gosh what do I do like I was like God I accepted this like new path to yes. tech and now I don't know what to do and um, I remember my mom just being like, Amy, you've always wanted to go to JMU. Like, yeah. What's your gut telling you? And I was like, my gut's telling you I want to go to JMU. Yeah. I want to go to JMU. And so um, ended up being like, okay, we're going to JMU. And yeah. so we ended up there. And I actually did audition for an orchestra. I felt I originally was not going to play any okay music okay. at JMU. Yeah. I was like, I need a break. Yeah, like, I haven't sure. been doing this a long time. Yep. 
and I know I'm good, yeah. but my mom was kind of like, you know what, that's kind of what helped you get in. Yeah. So, like, maybe you should, yeah. you know? And so I auditioned for an orchestra and actually ended up getting into one of their reading orchestras, where which was great because I literally just got to show up and sight reading music. Cool. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, also, though, I was such a freshman and I didn't actually register for it was technically a class. Oh, so you just did it? I didn't register for the class. So like they're taking role like for midterms yeah. and like I'm not on the rolls. And I was like, why am I not on the roll? And they're like, well, did you register? And I said, no. I was like, I auditioned. I was like, I had to know every scale in the book to audition for this orchestra. Oh and my God. You guys, I still had to go register. And they're like, yeah. Oh and I was like, no. So Jamie has no record of me <laughs> participating in that orchestra, but I was in it. That's hilarious. Oh, it was such a, I was like, oh, mom, this is terrible. So I remember, so though. did you stop going after midterms? You were like, no, I'm committed. <laughs> I did keep going okay. because we did have a concert. Okay. But then once we had the concert, I stopped going. Yeah, I went too. Like, yeah. But it was so fun. And, you know, it did. It did. <laughs> The load off. Like I was like, sure. I'm literally just showing up and I get to play music and there's no weight at all on yeah. me. And I think just the adjustment from going yeah. to being alone and sure. independent and taking class yeah. and I took a full load all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that's too funny. Oh. So were you behind based on your like based on your credits because you took a full load or you were you would have had 18 versus 15? I don't remember. Okay. I think I always took. At least 18 credits. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, because the teaching program at JMU, you take more gen ed classes than any other major on campus. Oh, lovely. Just because you're yeah. interdisciplinary, liberal yeah. studies, sure. and you've got to take them all. And so I never once was behind, but oh, I gotcha. always had a full course. Yeah. Always. I really think I was always at least 18 credits. Wow. Some semesters around 2021. It just kind of okay. depended on what classes I needed to get done. That's so crazy. Yes. I think we, I was always 15. Yeah. And I think that's probably more normal, right? Yeah. I think, I think that's around like four classes. Okay. I oh, think that's so. always took five. Yeah. Maybe it was 18. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Either way, I, sh I showed up to most of them. Yeah. Um, sometimes <laughs> I didn't. That's just what it is. But I still graduated on time awesome. and all that was good. And even to this day, like I remember a few years ago sitting in the Starbucks and at that point, and we can kind of segue into kind of what has emerged since JMU. Yes. Um, but I had not written a formal resume since I graduated in 2008. Okay. Okay. The way I chose my career path, it was a JMU project through the business school, and yeah. my junior year when everybody was going to job fairs, I basically told my mom, like, I think we should do this. I think we should, like, hit the ground running when I graduate. Amazing. So we chose to do that. My mom was in support of it, and she kind of shared the vision and kind of helped cultivate the entire concept with my business class. I don't know if my yeah. professor would give her credit at this point, but um, we did all the legwork. And yeah. so, um, yeah, we decided to do that right out of school. And circa, you know, eight years later, nine years later, I found myself sitting in Starbucks to write a resume um, to go back to work and being mm -hmm. like, I don't want to do this. I literally mm -hmm. had no desire, um, but financially it was something me and my husband decided that I needed to do. And mm -hmm. um, I remember just crying mm -hmm. as I wrote this resume because I felt like I had just come through all of this release of identity, mm -hmm. all of this release of titles, all of this release of 
this is what defines me, my major, my, you know, my jobs, my CEO positions, all these things I just let go of. And now I'm being asked by the world to put them back on to me so that somebody can look at me on a piece of paper and decide if I'm right fit. And I hated it. I was so upset. In that very moment, I got an email for a Christine Kane conference. And it was a preaching and teaching conference. And Mm -hmm. I immediately booked it, called my husband and was like, babe, this just came through. This is really where my heart is. I want to do it. And he's like, sure, like whatever you can, you know, get the the trip, go. And I'm like, yeah, but also I don't want to apply for jobs. And he's like, wait, hold on. That wasn't the deal. That's not the conversation (laughs) on the floor. Um, So I ended up doing both. I, I chose to do it. And I submitted my resume that day to like eight different marketing companies locally and didn't hear back from one of them, went to the Christine King conference, mm-hmm. and basically my life has just been on that trajectory of mission-based, mm-hmm. trusting in God, yeah. that I don't have to have a resume, and that don't get me wrong, people who are in the yeah. professional setting, I get it. <laughs> However, nobody nobody qualifies you except for God, even in right. those in those reigns. So when JMU said mm-hmm. no, you know, it in tech said yes, Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, God was still like, nope, I get the final say. Yeah. And you still got into the path that yeah. he intended for you. So mm-hmm. I love that like that connection and what it's done for mm-hmm. my life. And I, I really hope that for other people that they can come into yes. understanding that your path, your plan yeah. might not be God's plan, but mm-hmm. somehow they're going to intersect. Yes. And when that happens, it's going to be that aha moment of I trusted in you. Yes. And now I see what you intended all along. Yes. So, so cool that that's your journey. Yeah. And then you said Thank your you. husband went to school there like yes. forever. You're, yes. Your brother, your sister, yeah. like everyone, the whole clan. Yes. So you are always all rocking the purple and gold. So what did they think about your, I were going to segue, because I told you she's doing a lot of things, <laughs> into <laughs> the Dreamcatcher book. She's also <laughs> a published author, which this is the cutest thing. I can't wait to read the whole thing. Um, so how did this get implanted while you were at JMU? And where where has it come since then? So, once I got into my master classes, so I was in grad school, um, there was this creativity class that we were all required to take. Favorite class ever. Yeah. Amazing class. Um, where we literally just learned how to literally intertwine creativity and everything we're doing as educators That's awesome. to obviously help with student engagement. Um, student level learning like yeah. it's so important that creative creativity is um, available mm-hmm. and encouraged um, because it's your highest level of thinking yeah. like it's when good. you are creating you are literally using your brain at its highest level of thinking so, so I'm super cool. nerd about the brain yes, I love that. so um yeah <laughs> but I loved it and so we were required to keep this creativity journal throughout that class and we always had to journal about capital C creativity and lowercase c creativity. Okay. So capital C creativity was like what you experienced and how you experienced creativity in the world around you. Yeah. You could have read an article, you could have seen it, you could have, you know, whatever it may be. And then like your lowercase c creativity was like in your personal life, how or what were you doing that was creative okay. that week? I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And so for one of my lowercase c entries, I was just, I don't know, I was just sitting there like preparing for the assignment and journaling and I... I thought of this quote, I believe in you and all you can do, so dream your biggest dreams and I'll catch them with you. Mm-hmm. And I and I kind of expanded upon it and, and kind of wrote it 
in that journal, and I don't remember exactly, I should have brought the journal, yeah. I don't remember exactly where I wrote, but I just remembered it. it had that quote in it. And so when we got to class and it was time for some of us to share from our entries, yeah. I had just a moment of brave and offered to share yeah. this poem that I wrote. I love it. And um, after I shared it, like everyone in the class clapped. Oh. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, that was so good. Like, amazing, amazing, amazing. And I was like, oh man, I could, I was just like, I could do this. I could like write this. I could write something. I feel like that's such a good quote. It could be a part of a story yeah. that's bigger than what it is. And let me backtrack for a second. Yeah. Because my freshman year at JMU, um, I had written this terribly illustrated children's story called Phil Goes to Europe okay. that my mom is obsessed my family's obsessed with <laughs> Phil Goes to Europe it's so badly illustrated oh my god it's, it's terrible but <laughs> I sometimes really, like really go viral like that right you uh, <laughs> she's like no, no, no I don't want I, I'm gonna actually redo Phil Goes to Europe so <laughs> okay. the illustrations are better because <laughs> okay. they're so bad but I wrote Phil Goes to Europe when I was 17, right after I graduated high school, I actually went on a family trip to Europe. Oh, cool. Okay. And so while I was in Europe, I was writing Phil Goes Europe. Phil is a penguin Aww. that is traveling through Europe, okay? And so when I got to JMU that first semester, I got an email about this literary magazine that they had. Yeah. And it was called, like, Hopscotch Kids Writing for Kids or something like that. And you could submit your work to it. Yeah. And so I just was like, hey, I'll submit Phil Goes to Europe. Like, yeah. let's see what happens. And of course, Phil Goes to Europe got chosen. <laughs> and um, it was placed in that literary magazine. And my mom's like, that is your first published work. Yeah. Like, You're so right, mom. <laughs> yeah. But the illustrations are terrible. Like, the drawings are so it. bad. I gotta see it. So it's in this literary magazine. And what Jamie does with that is they distribute it to the local elementary schools oh. and local libraries. Those editions are all in their libraries. So so that's where you can see it. <laughs> Go to in the College of Education, you could find Milga Zero. Um, awesome. So, yeah, so that was kind of also a little bit of a defining moment. My yeah. mom always was like, Amy, you should write children's books. Yeah. You should write children's books. Yeah. You know, she just, the stories that I would make up and tell to her yeah. or the drawings that I would be doing at home sure. in my free time, she was just like, Amy, you're so creative. Like, you could do that but I always kind of viewed that as like the 10 the 15 year dream sure. you know like sure. I was like teaching is the stable thing yep. teaching is the thing that <laughs> I'll do yep. and I'll just write in the summers yeah. and that's what I'll do you know and then so yeah so I I come up with Dreamcatcher yeah. and I after that moment I wrote I just kind of wrote out this almost long poem yeah of what it is now yeah and um I let people in my life read it and I had I've always had such support from everyone around me like in yeah. my writing and in my creating and I always do I do firmly believe that God affirms through other people I so agree with that so yeah I really just kind of kept my ears perked up to that. Like, so each new person that I would give Dreamcatcher to, to edit, to give me their thoughts, you know, and I really did. I gave it to so many different people, yeah. let them read them. I read Dreamcatcher, the poem at the mm -hmm. time, to every single class of students yeah. that I had. Um, and one of my friends in college, like, she was so obsessed with the I believe in you quote. Like, yeah. I, she was like, can you just, like, can you make that for a sign for my classroom so I did that for her you know just like affirmation after yeah. affirmation after affirmation yeah. of my writing 
And so I just kind of, I graduated and um, Jack and I got married before I even went to grad school. Okay. So um, graduated, moved back here and got my first teaching job at Greenbrier Intermediate School. Nice. And um, just started that and starting the real life job, yeah. you know, the big girl yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> I love teaching. I love teaching. It's it's even hard for me to say still. I, I've only been out of it for you know what six months now okay but this is the first year this is the first year oh, wow. that yeah. i haven't taught i taught for five years okay. total um but starting the big girl job and seeing just how much it required of me because mm-hmm. teaching is just no joke so there's just no true. other way around it and i had i had best case scenario yeah. like my school was amazing admin was amazing co-workers amazing my parents were amazing yeah. my students were amazing like of course there were challenges like they're always will be sure in any job setting in sure. any education setting but i had best case scenario and um i had wilder my son during my thank you i do too um i had him during my third year of okay. teaching mm-hmm. and i had him early and he had a very traumatic nick you stay mm-hmm. very traumatic just entry to this world and so that year he was born in March. I didn't come back the rest of the year. I stayed home with him. But I was like so like going home, going back to work. Yeah. Like not once was I like, nope, I'm supposed to stay home. I'm supposed yeah. to do anything else. Like, and I was still writing like little stories. Sure. Okay. You well, know, yeah. but I was just like, nope, I'm supposed to go back to teach. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm supposed to leave yet. And so August comes around and we have the best child care in the world. Yeah. And I go back and I teach another year. And that year was so challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, just for so many different reasons, mainly because of my health. Yeah. And mainly because of just healing from the trauma mm-hmm. of everything with him. Sure. And but still yeah. I had like God was giving me the grace for it. Yeah. Like I was like drowning basically. <laughs> like I was basically drowning. Like when I look back to that <laughs> year number four, I was like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember a lot of it because yeah. So many things happened that it just required so much energy for me. I had an, obviously was a new mom, yeah. an infant, you know, um, it was insane. But I still was like, no, I'm supposed to go back to teaching. Like I'm supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And I still had this other dream in my heart of, oh gosh, I wish I could write more. I wish yeah. I could create more, da, da, da. But I still was just like, no, teaching is it, yeah. teaching is it. So I go back for my fifth year, and I'm not even kidding you, I get like a month into my fifth year. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Oh, wow. And I start to talk to Jack mm-hmm. about that. Like, yeah. what does this mean? Do I just have a bad attitude? Like, right. I remember asking God, like, if it's my attitude, just help me change it. Yeah, Like, because sure. I, even on my hardest days of teaching, my students motivated me every day to be better. Yeah. And so... I would come back to work every day and be so stoked to yeah. be there. Even, yeah. You know, even yeah. after I felt like I'd been trampled upon. Like, it was fine. I was, like, so excited to be there and to teach them and to inspire them. And um, Jack and I really prayed for several months through that fall in that winter time. And by winter, like, I was like, babe, God's not giving me the grace to do this anymore. Like, it's not my attitude. Yeah. It's just... I don't have the grace to do this anymore because I'm not supposed to do it anymore, yeah. or at least right now. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing because the moment that I, like, accepted that. Yeah, spoke it out. That I was like, yeah. okay, God, you got it. And, again, had a lot of people in my life 
just affirming yeah even affirming that decision mm-hmm. like affirming this right now it's just not this is not what you're supposed to be doing yeah um and god had just put the right people in my life mm-hmm. and i was not even planning on publishing dreamcatcher until the fall of okay. 2019 okay but god just like laid it put every person i've had my illustrator steve schwartz who's amazing he's local um i met him through just our worship collective and i remember just reaching out to him and being like hey would you ever could you like read this story that i wrote i'm looking for an illustrator and i would love for you to do this artwork just because i believe in your artwork i love it you're amazingly talented and he was just like yes like i love this story i'll do it and so i was like okay cool so he starts working on it, yeah. and I'm not even kidding you. In like two months, he has all these illustrations wow. done. They're all done, and I was like blown away because I was like, "Oh my goodness, I think I could publish this soon." Yeah. And I ended up getting a writing coach. Okay. And getting a marketing coach. Okay. Those her names, Jill Ferguson, is uh-huh. my writing coach. She's amazing. She's out in California. Okay. And um, she walked me through just like what would be best for me as an author right yeah. now. Like how how should I publish this? Should I do the self-publishing route? Mm-hmm. Should I find a bigger publisher? Yeah. What's the best thing to do? Yeah. And just from, at that point, obviously I'm still in the middle of my school year. Yeah. You know? Right. And she was kind of like, listen, like, I really think that because you love art so much and you really want to have control over that, you should self-publish this mm-hmm. because then you'll be able to make sure it looks the way you want it to right. look. And so I chose the self-publishing through Amazon. Okay. Which has been... Amazing. Cool. So cool. Good to know. It okay. has been so amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely all for it. Yes. Nice. Um, definitely a lot of things that I learned. Jill, I'm so happy I had Jill because she just walked me through just different things of like, because technically I am a business. Sure. Absolutely. You know, like yeah. I technically, I own a business. Yeah. I have a publishing company. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so That's it's cool. like, ah, um, there's a lot that I need to learn. Sure. On that end. Sure. Um, so yeah, like. Steve got everything done so quickly, and bless his heart, we were both learning together. Just sure. dimensions and what we would need mm-hmm. and what's the right format and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then when it finally got done, um, at the beginning of March, I was talking to Jill, and she was like, well, when do you want to publish it? And I was like, well, when can I? She yeah. was like, you're good to go. Wow. You just got to submit it to Amazon to proof, and then you're good. And wow. I was like, no way. <gasps> so I, um, everything worked out, mm-hmm. and it was published on Amazon on March 27th, Okay, which is super magical day because that's the day that Wilder came home from the NICU. Oh, yay. So it's a day where dreams come true. Um, That's why we did that. And so we wanted to keep that day special. That's amazing. And so it was like a whirlwind because I'm like sitting there. It got published and my students were amazing. Like they were so excited for me. Some of them bought them. Of course, I wasn't. I didn't really talk about it. Sure, sure, sure. Just, yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to promote my own. Of course. It's not course. cool. Yeah. But they would ask me questions, and some of them will buy it and bring me copies to sign. Oh, and oh, Of so course, cool. I showed it to them, and they loved it. And yeah. I just remember sitting there being like, God, you are so good. Because I'm si- I was sitting there back in January knowing that I was going to quit teaching. Yeah. But not knowing at all, like... 
like my goal with just publishing just by fall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's sitting here like, no, no. Yeah. I like raise you up one. Yeah. And you're going to have a book published before you even quit this job. Because I need for you to be confident and like understand like yeah. that like I've got you in this. Wow. And so the Lord really worked on me a yeah. lot those over that January to June. Cool. Just in preparing me for this transition. I think I had a lot of fear. Yeah, of course. You know? Yep. Um, and... But so cool. That's how amazing. So out there, so you have it. It's here. It's It's beautiful. I can't wait. So it's almost a year that it's been out, right? And it is just so cool. I'm I'm excited to read it. I want to read it to my kids. So much fun. Um, and I love that there's a guitarist in it. Of course, you had to put the music inside. Absolutely. Um, I heard you speak about it. Um, Mm -hmm. on your other show that you were on, and so I was just excited. I was like, oh yeah, this is a part of her story. Because I'm just thinking, okay, this is. I'm thinking music. That's really because that's how I affiliate my knowledge of who you are. So I wanted to hear like. You obviously have so many more stories. You have more books coming. I have more books coming. You now also apply that to songwriting. Like, how did you, how did the Hope Within emerge in the midst of all of this? Y'all, this has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with. And not for one second have I taken it for granted, or can I take the credit for all that has transpired. It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us, one of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community, which has catapulted into something very special. In each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, new vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks, logos and websites have been generated, new customers have been cultivated, and my very favorite, collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness. Y'all, this is not a competition, and this group of creatives puts that into action. Oh, and I can't forget, as a collective, we have raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about. I could go on for days, so I will stop ranting, but seriously, I had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch, and a new one is happening soon. So sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event, so definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. Oh my goodness. How did the Hope It Was In emerge? Okay, so Lindsay and I, Lindsay and I actually met through Greenbrier Intermediate. Okay. She is a teacher when okay. I got hired. Nice. Um, and she and her husband, Ryan, were worship leaders at a different church. Okay. Jack and I were the worship leaders at our church. Just had such parallel lives. Yeah. Like just interesting. Husband, wife. Worship leader, kind yeah. of duos, combos, teachers, young, like no kids at that point. Yeah. Um, and so Lindsay and I's friendship was just one of those ones that you just, yeah, just seamless. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Still is that way. And so we, um, as our friendship has continued to grow, they had a band called To Sim with Love. And okay. they would travel all over the place mm-hmm. and lead at camps, lead at different places. They had, um, 
like m multiple CD projects oh, out, cool. and they asked me to play violin uh -huh. on one of their okay. CD projects on yeah. when I first met them. So that's mm -hmm. kind of cool because I'm like, you guys trust in me. Yeah, they know me very well. Mm -hmm. You just have me coming. That's awesome. Um, so I recorded violin on that, and then I kind of would play with them at different things that they would go to yeah. if they wanted me to, um, if they needed me, that kind of thing. Cool. And then the songwriting thing kind of came up with actually one of their opportunities. They had an awesome, awesome opportunity as a band to go and write music with a producer in Nashville. Cool. And they included me in it, oh, which is amazing. Yeah. And again, this was like before any of us had kids. Yeah. So we, on that spring break that year, <laughs> all traveled to Nashville. And um, we wrote music and um, that... I didn't really think of myself as someone who wrote music. Like, yeah. I had written music, I had written songs, I guess you could say, but I really hadn't flexed that muscle of, you know, what does it take to write, especially in the context of worship? Yeah. You know, sure. what is it, how can we write a really awesome, solid corporate worship song, yeah. songs mm -hmm. um, to kind of meet the needs of the audiences that we were playing to? Yeah. And so that was such a great learning experience for me because I guess I learned kind of that I could. Yeah, absolutely. I could kind of hang out there. Yeah. You know, I'm not the best. Yeah. But like just my gifting with words. Sure. Would help. Sure. And then obviously my gifting with musical knowledge uh, and just all of that. Absolutely. Helps it's too. Huge. So yeah, so that was an amazing opportunity, and I thank you guys um, because <laughs> you—they definitely—they believed in me. Wow. They always have. Lindsay yeah. has always been such a champion of mine so cool. and my writing, yeah. especially my writing, my songwriting, and so um, we kind of formed the hope within. I would say Ryan formed the hope within. <laughs> I love that. Really? That's her husband. That's her husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Several years ago. You guys ago. are going to do this. Yeah, because Jane Creasy asked yeah. us to play for a thing. Yep. The Sunrise Festival? Or was um, that? It wasn't was Sunrise. It was something at her church. Okay. I don't remember, I don't remember what it was for, sure. but it was kind of like a night of worship. And yeah. we were the main, I think we were the main people. And so we kind of needed a title for like what, yeah. <laughs> what we, we were. Are. Yeah. And it was like technically the four of us. It okay. was yeah. me, Lindsay, Jack, and Ryan. That's so cool. But like when when we took pictures for the Hope Within, yeah. like for some reason Ryan couldn't be there. And <laughs> so, so Jack was like, you guys are good. Yeah. So Jack took pictures of Lindsay and I. Like that was the Hope Within. So awesome. that's kind of a running joke because it was just like it was the four of us. Sure. Um, and then as and then, but then we just didn't do we just didn't do much more. Like it yeah. just you know busy. To sing with love was still doing stuff sure. at that point. They were still writing music and stuff, and we had this hope within, and it was kind of just an acoustic thing, and so just it kind of organically became just me and Lindsay. Yeah. And me and Lindsay would get asked to go lead worship. Yeah. For like women's ministry stuff sure. and things like that, yeah. and we kind of were like we kind of let's put like a title to this sure you know, let's put let's make this something that we can work with and um so obviously ryan gets all the credit for our name <laughs> the hope within so good you know because around that same time that's when his band the outcry okay i think was really forming too cool. and he was kind of 
pursuing that. And so gotcha. it was just, you know, like, I don't want to leave my, 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 little, my, my little nest, but you guys do this, it's cute. And I'll go over here. Yeah, the girls are doing this. So <laughs> yeah, cool. and Lindsay and I, oh, really, I mean, it's, it's new still. Yeah. It's last year was when okay. we kind of, um, became that and so really cool. started kind of pursuing what we thought we wanted to be yeah. um, and what we thought God was telling us yeah. to do. Sure. And during the summertime, we just worked on so many different things, like yeah. creating cover videos, cool. creating um, little devotional videos, yeah. and writing music. Cool. And then that's how our single Stronger okay. was birthed. And that came out in September okay. yep, of 2019. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it's obviously hard right now because we both have our kids are only three months apart. Okay. So, so they're little. So they're so three? three? Yeah. Now? Wilder will be three in March. Okay. Okay. Fun. Lily, oh, yeah. So 27th. Okay. Yeah. Lily will be three in July. Yay. So, yeah. So toddler life is a thing yes. in and of itself. Beyond yeah. the newborn phase. Yeah. And then, but then the very next phase, it's yeah. like, you want to go back so I know. bad. But I know. then I lo- I'm like right beyond you because mine are five and six. And it's just like, there are these little humans now. And I they know. like, they rely on me, of course, yes. but in such a different way. Yes. And it's just, it's so cool to like cohabitate with them, but you're yeah. also fully responsible for their upbringing and like yes. the direction and the paths and yes. the influences. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a really big job mm-hmm. in and of itself to be a mom. So I all stay at home moms out there, like, it, I give you a lot of credit because yes. it's it's a hard thing. Like even That's my little amazing. one, you don't even know this, but she had croup cough last night, oh. and so I didn't want to send her to school. Like she's in completely fine spirits, like totally yeah. fine. Hasn't coughed one time today, but I kept her home from school, so she went to the doctors with me. We were cooking this morning. Like yeah. she's been around, and I'm like, what a gift that I have the ability yes. to do this right mm-hmm. now. And I actually also work. Yeah. So it, it was just a beautiful day, the way that it laid out. Yeah. And I get to go home to her and make sure she's fine after this. Yes. So thank you for, for being That's a fellow amazing. mama who like yes. gets it. And it's, it's, um, it's a fun adventure. But it's so neat that you are already creating a legacy for him mm-hmm. to like see and walk out. And it's like attached to his storyline, which is so cool. Yeah. That's yes. such a beautiful thing. And another thing I wanted to mention as you were sharing, um, like the cultivation of both of these projects, the Hope of and the book is like it's really wild what and how social media can mm-hmm. portray who somebody is. I know. And mm-hmm. like I had no idea that the Hope Within was just from last year. Like I thought yeah. y'all had been around forever. <laughs> I didn't even know anything about it. And then the like when you become a writer, like and immediately when you know that somebody's like a published author, you're like oh my gosh, like you just get this like astuteness. You can push your glasses up and like, this is what I am, who I am. And it's like, it's so wild that like you're in such a newbie phase of all of these things, but yet it's a life's journey that has brought you to that place. And so I love, I just love learning the backstories of things like this because it's, there's so much beauty. There's so much God, so much of your storylines, like, just overlapped and intertwined and like mm-hmm. he knew all along mm-hmm. I mean you've been writing since you were little yeah your mom could see it she was yeah. pinpointing it before her yeah. mom was like yep this is this is true he knew but yes. like in a different way again those like yeah. worldly affirmations mm-hmm. um and which is funny that you mentioned that too because I've had that a couple times in the last week and 
it was like exactly when I needed to hear it. Yeah. In the times that we doubt ourselves and the yeah. times that we're like, am I, should I, could I, mm -hmm. I really, really want to, but that doesn't mean that I should. Right. Right. And you have these conversations with your spouse yes. and you're like, am I crazy? I'm yes. so sorry that I want to jump out on the, off the bridge. I like I want to jump. And he's just like, I believe in you. Like you yes. can fly. And I, we're so like amazing just to be able to have that gift of companionship in our relationships that yes. they're like, yeah, that we're, I'm for you. I get yes. it. Um, mm -hmm. So so many things I said just in two minutes, but <laughs> I hope people were able to follow because those were all the thoughts that were going in my head as you were sharing yeah. your story. It's just so cool. Yeah. So I'm excited to see like where everything goes because it's still such a like beginning. So new. So are you with Wilder full time now that you're not teaching, or so, does he still go so you can? He, I have an amazing person named yeah. Tina okay. who has an in home daycare, amazing. and I know her from church from okay. my old church yeah and so um she has been taking care of him since he was about six seven months old yeah and he goes there still yeah yes. and thankfully yes. the lord has worked that out because he's a very active social person okay and he so needs that interaction he does yeah he would get so bored of me <laughs> every day yeah but i do like that i have the flexibility of some days i'm just like oh i don't i'm not gonna take you i'm yeah. gonna go do this cool. or you know whatever totally but i would not be i would not be productive yeah in a creative, any creative sense at all, if he were home with me all day, yeah. Um, and really, just I was talking to my friend about this earlier. Like, it's interesting how yes, you're. Right, I am so new to this. Like, yeah. I'm learning. It's so cool. I love it. I'm so new. <laughs> it's so good though for yes. other people to know that there's a starting point. Yes, right. There is. <laughs> you can do it. But literally, my husband, even just. Um, like just the saying I'm an author yeah. has been a thing. He's like, you need to stop saying like you're trying to be an author because you yeah. are one, oh, you so know? Cool. And um, again, that's like fear and doubt. Sure. Working, always <laughs> working on it. God has done a lot. Um, but I just, um, I was thinking about that the other day, like how I totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, you said you and your girlfriend were talking about... about um, oh my gosh, it's completely new. gone. It was new. You um, working without Wilder at home. Yeah, that's not it. Shoot. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I lost it. It may come back. But okay. I, it had something to do with that. Like, just the whole sense of, like, really accepting who you are and who God calls you to be and not, um, not, like, not second-guessing it, but not, like, also, like, and I say this all the time. It's so easy to tell people and remind people all the time, like, you yeah. are who God called you to yeah. be. Like, you're this amazing woman of God, and you can mm -hmm. do this, and you've got this. But then, like, how hard it can be to, like, say that to ourselves. It's so true. And I really, I really struggle with that. Yeah. I really struggle with practicing what I preach mm -hmm. and um, walking in the victory mm -hmm. of Jesus and reminding myself, like, okay, he did create me this way mm -hmm. and he created me to share these stories mm -hmm. and it is hard because you know obviously yeah. it's not um it's not easy to market yourself that definitely has been a very challenging yeah. point yeah um just in this new journey yeah and you know it's hard too because you just you have to get back up you yeah. know not everyone is going to want to sell your book mm -hmm. not everyone is you know and it's yeah. so that's hard yeah but you can't let that be something that keeps you from doing what you're supposed to be doing 100 percent. you know yeah i totally agree I've, i'm currently walking out the journey of 
becoming an author. Yeah. And um, myself, and I've gone to the She Speaks conference twice, oh, which cool. is amazing. If that you get is, an opportunity to go, uh, Lisa Turkhurst is just she is. next level class. I mean, mm -hmm. literally just, I had the Royals on. Did I, have you heard of the Royals yet? I have not. Oh. I saw your post. Yeah. About it today. Gotta check them out. They're local okay. too. Three sisters. Um, of their worship band and their, their song tomorrow is actually coming out called Quality Lady. And Ooh. when I just said that Lisa Turkus was classy, I immediately was like, she is a quality lady. Like yes. the concept of what their, their song is about mm -hmm. and just the message is just incredible. Something, you know, aspiring to that Proverbs 31 woman, right? Yeah. Um, but it's a hard journey to walk because just like, you know, the world gives you all these things when we talked about the resume, it's like you you feel like you need the verification mm -hmm. from man in order to qualify what you know God has already given you. And it's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. So because you're walking this fine line of recognizing that I know God has placed this in me with purpose. Uh -huh. And yet I still feel like I need to go the traditional publisher route and this agent has to say yes for me to be qualified. Right. And that's not the case. It's right. really not. And you prove that by saying, screw the man. <laughs> I'm gonna self-publish, which is literally on my heart. Like I'm submitting this last proposal and okay. if it doesn't come through, I've already talked to my husband about it. We've prayed uh -huh. about it. Yeah. I've been like, if this is not the case, like this I have so many people waiting for this book. Yep. Waiting for this message. I agree with you. And it is if I hold it, which right. even if they say yes, I'm gonna struggle. Even if Jamie Hughes says yes and yes. you're like, this is the plan, and your tech says yes and you're like, wait, is that I it's a traditional publishing is like eighteen months to two years. I know. And <laughs> the story is ready. Yeah. Like it's ready right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to sit on it for two years. Right. I'm going to be a different person in two years. Yeah. I already know the message for my next book. Mm -hmm. And so if I wait two years and then I have another two years because I'm going to do that right. next book, no, it doesn't make sense. I know. So I get it. I feel I it. And I want, I want to pursue it full time too. I'm not yeah. there yet, but I'm on the verge and I'm so easily able to tell other people to just do it. Right. And I'm like, but yeah. I have one foot in the door, one foot out the door at this I point. Know. So yeah. I'm anticipating what the next year is going to look like yes. um, and really dive in fully. But it's it's beautiful to watch other people emerge into yeah. their calling yeah. and allowing themselves the grace to like do it mm -hmm. at a pace that like uh -huh. God would have us do. Yeah. Because we do have toddlers right. and other things going on. Right. Right. And you're yeah. wearing so many different hats yes. that... You want to pursue them all well. I know. Mm -hmm. Or you need to strip down your boundaries, boundaries right. and realize this one's not for now, right. which was what you did with teaching. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a prophetic word spoken yeah. over me at the beginning of last year. Okay. And um, Pastor TNG was like, she was really calling out my fear. Like, yeah. she was just like, mm. you know, you got to yeah. stop living in this place of fear. Like, because mm. he does not give you a spirit yeah. of fear. He gives yeah. you a spirit of freedom, yeah. you know? And... Yeah. This is also one of like the first prophetic words that I received kind of in the way that it happened. Okay. But she she like almost illustrated, she's like, it's like you have it's God's like holding the gift. Mm -hmm. And it's like literally right in front of you. Yeah. And she was like, You just need to like receive it. Yeah. Like receive receive this gift. Receive what he has for you. Receive it. Like stop 
Stop allowing your fear and doubt to get in the way yeah. of what he's trying to do through you. Because yeah. you will be the only thing that gets in your way. So right? And so I'm not even kidding you. Like, I received word after word after yes. word oh, throughout all last year. Literally all <laughs> last year. Even into this year. I received a prophetic word in January so at a conference about my writing. And, and, and I just am like... Am I not receiving it? Like, right, right. Like, that's yeah, always a question of mine. Like, God, yeah. am I not receiving this? Because yeah. to me, I've received it. Right. Because right. I was here. Yeah. And, you know, I'm out here. I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um. I do think at, at some point though, it was affirmation. I think. I think sometimes there is a point of like maybe a wake up call. Yeah. But then I also think God does care for us and does love us. Yeah. And I think He does hear the groanings of our heart. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes when those affirmations come in. Um, it's like a little hug, yeah. you know, a big hug. Yeah, so um, true. And I appreciate that. I'm super thankful for that yeah. because it's it's a lonely journey. Absolutely. I talk about that a lot too. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not, and I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. I do. But I'm a type 7. Okay, that's my hubby. <laughs> so I'm very energized by yeah. people yeah. and other people. So when I'm at home alone yeah. trying to get work done mm-hmm. as a creative, mm-hmm. you, I never know really what I'm going to do, <laughs> nor do I know what's going to be accomplished. That's okay. And um, some days are really great, some days yeah. are not great. It just all depends. Yeah. But it's funny how, like, the moment my husband gets home and the moment, like, Wilder's home, I get energized to, to like, create. do and do all these things. And maybe not even create. Like, oh, I'll do the dishes now. Or I'll do this chore. And Jack's always like, this, you are home all day. Why, why are you choosing now? And I'm like, because you guys, like, excite me and you're energizing me, you know? And so um, I, I do miss that, like, that daily community of yeah. teaching yeah. because – you ha- I had a great community. Mm-hmm. I had great people that I worked with that yeah. I talked with. So it's really important for me to just make sure, like, um, I'm really trying to find the balance of, like, okay, maybe today's, like, a coffee shop. Yeah. Like, I need to go to a coffee shop. shop. Totally. It's so interesting how that gives you energy, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And not be home alone. Yeah. And then some days, you know, it's fine. But yeah. um, you really learn about a lot about yourself. So and and being your because I'm just like I'm I'm a business owner and I'm a writer and I'm also head of my marketing and and some days honestly like to be completely real it's I'm like sometimes I'm just like oh I just wish some publishing company yeah would pick it up pick up Dreamcatcher yeah. and republish it on hardback yeah and take care of all this stuff that I don't want to do sure Sure. Absolutely. Like that, I'm like, that would be the dream, babe. Yeah. That would be the dream. And I don't even know if it would be the dream like right now. Right. But just like eventually if that could happen so that this career could be what I want it to sure. be. Of you know, because I yeah. want it to be. And what God has promised you already yes. through these affirmations, yes. through these words. Yes. yes. But that's the timing piece, yes. right? Exactly. That's the part that's so hard to like hold on to. Yes. Because You've jumped in, you're ready, yes. you're like, God, I'm here treading water with you, for you, yes. by you, and the waves aren't coming. I, I want to serve. I want to get into the shore. What's going on? I, I feel that way, so I totally yes. get it. And it's also one of the reasons that I created Core Creatives. Yes. And because I, I knew the journey is lonely, because I've been doing it since I got out of college. And I wanted people to realize that it's smoke and mirrors, like from what we see, just like when I was like taking a look at what you've got going on and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's been doing this for decades. This is awesome. (laughs) And you're like, no, I just 
started. I'm like, yeah. what? No, that's not true. <laughs> so, like, it's necessary that everybody is on the same page. And what better way to do it than within your own community to let people know, like, we're all treading water. Right. We're all waiting for right. what it is that we know God has given us. And yet, right. it's up to us to show up. And that's yeah. what you're doing in such mm-hmm. a lovely way right now. And mm-hmm. having the gift and the blessing to be able to do it at this time in your yes. life, like, is just incredible. It is. And other people who are in the group who, you know, are in later in life and they're still wanting mm-hmm. and still waiting. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you a lot of... Uh, gratitude for where you are right now when you have other people alongside of you who like can sense that affirmation but also say like I get it I hear you I see you keep going because I need what you have yeah right and it's and it's so it's so beautiful and like having a community of women in that regard is just so necessary so like whether you have your author groups or yeah. you know you've got your senior and your worship teams and things like that, like staying in community and connection with them, maybe yeah. even more frequently than what you're doing right yeah. now, would yeah. really help you in the sense of being like, okay, what am I working on right. today? That accountability piece, yeah. that encouragement piece, um, even just a, a chat thread with four people yeah. who are creatives who who get it. Yeah, maybe it's your your uh, illustrator. You know, yeah, it's really helpful for me when I see them pursuing what their mm-hmm. dreams are, and I'm like, okay, I need to get on to yes. it. I need to get up because it's they're good. doing. I'm yeah, doing it, you know, yeah, that's so. good. That's a good word too. Yeah, and I definitely welcome the growth. I welcome. Yeah. I'm definitely not one of those people who. I'm not. I'm not scared to get older. Yeah, 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 yeah. I turned 29 this year. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm almost oh, to my 30s, goodness. and it's not even scary to me because yeah. I almost am just like you know what. I think like how long I played violin, how long it took me to be what I am with that. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a long time. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great perspective. Years yeah. of hard work and yeah. consistency, and. I want to make sure like that like consistency is I'm putting into every part of my life mm-hmm. like with my health mm-hmm. with my writing with you know my time with God yeah. you know and even just like basic level like yeah. trying to become a better musician you know because yeah. I don't ever want to just become like complacent where I'm at like so you know yeah. I always I love to learn so yeah. I always want to make sure I am learning growing transforming um, so yeah, it's, it's so good. I definitely it's welcome that. And it's so cool. Cause like one of the things that I have to make sure I mention this, but yeah. getting the mom's choice award yeah. for Dreamcatcher was so like a big, cool. a big deal for me because I don't know, like again, with that affirmation, I knew I didn't need it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I knew that I was like, okay, I'll apply for this. And yeah. Then, you know, it's, if it doesn't happen, it's fine. But I remember being like, I hope it gets picked though. Like that yeah. is so cool. Just obviously, it helps with marketing, and mm-hmm. it's on that website. Yeah, it's an award winner. Like that's really awesome. But that was just like it came at the right time. Yeah, in the fall of just so like good. oh yay, like yeah, we won a Montrose award, and I love that they're local. They're a local organization, cool. and cool. then they just are. So yeah, that's really that was awesome. another little God hug yes. in the midst of everything. It's so necessary. <laughs> He's so good at it. And it, one of the biggest things too with that, I call them God winks. Yeah. Then is that you? Um, they're there more often than we even recognize. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it makes us in the pace that we want to be that supersonic. Sonic, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog is out in the movie theater. Yeah. By the way, I need to 
<laughs> Check reminder. Um, mom hat is off now, but I you, I want to move. I'm like a go. Yeah, I'm like uh-huh. I wake up and I go. Now I'm in bed by eight or eight thirty yeah. usually, but I during the day I'm like full speed. Yeah. And so reminding myself in that speed to be really cognizant and really present in each of those supersonic yeah. moments because that's when God winks. And if we're like so focused on God, this is the promise. Let me get there. Right. We're gonna miss the journey. We're gonna yeah. miss the opportunity of each of the days that you're like, this is hard work, or I feel alone. Yeah. And like being present with yourself and all of those emotions and every part of that is gonna be the storyline to the testimony that's gonna transform somebody else who comes down the road yeah. and you're going to be able to share those moments and they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, not only does she have one book, she's got 15 books and you're like, let me tell you though. I know. Yeah, let me tell you about book number one, yep. right? Yes. And the five years it took to produce. Yeah. And it's just, I, I love that part of every entrepreneurial journey. I'm learning mm-hmm. more about it as I unpack and learn from other entrepreneurs. Yeah. Because um, I, I love to just like grasp all sense yeah. of learning. I'm like, oh my gosh, they created an online course. Let me learn about it. Right. Oh my gosh, they right. uh, have uh, 6,000 people in their facility when they're yeah. doing a speech. How Amazing. do you do that? Right. I want to know what happened 20 years ago yeah. that catapulted them into believing that they can do it. That's and so it's always good. God. It's always God. That's so good. But ultimately, something has to trigger you right. deep, so yes. deep that yeah. there is, you know that there's more. Yes. And then where are the God things along the way that yes. keep you getting there? Yes. So it's fun. I love yeah. learning about your own God wings in your life. Yeah. And I have I have so many more questions that I want to ask you. We're going to do a, <laughs> episode two of 39. <laughs> this is so good. Um, Amy, thank you so much for being thank here. You, you guys, how can they find you? Because I, I don't think... You have a Dreamcatcher Instagram, do you? No, I just okay. am Amy Henderson Harris. Yeah. It's my name. It's my handle. So find me on Instagram and then Facebook is Amy Henderson Harris too. And then I have a website, which is amyhendersonharris.com. Easy. And Easy. so if you're local, then you can buy the book directly from me, but then you can also buy it on Amazon. Cool. And that's where that's where it's at right now. That's I'm so really cool. trying to get it in some local stores. Yes. Just stay tuned. That's cool. I know one that you can immediately <laughs> get it in. Like literally oh, yes. today, I can get it in. Oh my gosh. Okay, and it's, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my brain feels like constantly working for other people. Yes. So thank you for being here. You guys go follow her. And um, if you have an opportunity to listen in on any of her YouTube with um, Lindsay with The Hope Within too. Yes. It, they're amazing. I listen to them on the regular when I'm working because they're just so raw and authentic. I love it. So thanks for being here and we'll do it again soon. Thank you so soon. much. Bye, You're guys. Welcome. Bye. Hey, y'all. I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. Hi, I'm Zach. 
And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.